Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series on the MTS, Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, Enforcement Action. In this podcast series, we're going to take a deep dive into the MTS uh, enforcement action, the people involved in it, and the individual prosecutions. But first, are you a lifelong learner like I am? Well, I am a huge aficionado of the Great Courses series. In history alone, there are over 224 courses, ranging from the history of the CIA to ancient Rome, ancient Greece, and everything in between. If you like learning and you like an audio or video format, The Great Courses is for you. You can listen at the gym, on your commute, or you can put it on your desktop and watch the video or watch the video at the gym on your uh, smartphone or other device. It's a great way to learn. It's a fun way to learn. They provide a PDF uh, detailed book with each course so you can take a deep dive into it. I really can't say enough good things about the Great Courses and the Great Courses series. I hope you'll check them out. You can find them at thegreatcourses.com. The Department of Justice and Securities and Exchange Commission recently announced a stunning resolution to one of the longest-running bribery, corruption, and money-laundering sagas on the international stage, that involving the ruling family in Uzbekistan and mobile telecom companies. The MTS settlement was the third of three FCPA settlements that paid Gulnara Karamova over $1 billion in bribes. The MTS settlement alone was for $850 million, which makes it number three on the all-time list. This podcast series will be an examination of the background facts of the case, a detailed review of the bribery schemes involved, the compliance failures of MTS and its actions during the investigation, which contributed to the size of the penalty, the individual prosecutions brought as a part of this action, and the key lessons learned for the compliance practitioner. In this episode one, I take a look at the background facts, the parties, the players, and the fine and the penalty. Episode one, introduction. This enforcement action was the third involving the same individual from the same country. That individual was Gulnara Karamova, the daughter of the former president of Uzbekistan. If that name sounds familiar to compliance professionals, it is because she was also involved in the receipt of bribes paid in two other top 10 FCPA enforcement actions, Vimplecom and Tilia Company. Contemporaneously with the FCPA enforcement action involving MTS, there was a criminal indictment against Karamova and Beksad Amadov, a former MTS executive based in Uzbekistan and close personal professional relation of Karamova. Akhmedov was charged with violating the FCPA for paying bribes to or for the benefit of Karamova, and she was and was also charged with money laundering for the bribes received. This case is so massive you need really a playbill to follow the players and the entities. The documents involved were the MTS Deferred Prosecution Agreement, the MTS Criminal Information, Securities and Exchange Commission Cease and Desist Order, the Karamova and Medovov Indictment, the Kolorit Plea Agreement, and the Kolorit Information. In addition to MTS, the business entities involved an Uzbekistan country company, Uzdonruptia, 
which became a subsidiary of MTS and operated as such until 2012. Swiss Dorn LTD and Tackalant LTD, which were both shell companies owned or controlled by Karamova. Coralit was an Uzbekistan entity acquired by Uzdanaroba Robotia in 2009. MTS desired to enter the Uzbekistan telecom market, which it did in 2004 through the purchase of the Uzbekistan entity Uzdanarobatia, which was 41% owned by a U.S. company and 34, excuse me, 33% owned by Karamova, uh, in, totaling 74%. The remaining 26% was owned by Swissstorn. MTS paid $100 million for Swissstorn's interest and only $12 million for the U.S. entity's interest. This was the beginning of a long line of bribes paid by MTS to Karamova or companies she owned or controlled. According to the order, that's the SEC order, during the scheme, bribery scheme, MTS made at least $420 million in illicit payments for the purposes of obtaining and retaining business, and those payments generated more than $2.4 billion in revenues. These illicit payments were made through a variety of means, including equity transactions with the government, sham contracts, and in the form of charitable contributions and sponsorships at the direction of the government official. These payments were improperly characterized as legitimate business expenses in MTS's books and records. A couple of years later, Swissstorn exercised a put call to mandate MTS pay Swissstorn for its remaining 26% interest. The amount for this put call was inflated to $250 million. MTS continued to make bribery payments to Karamova through donations to charities controlled by her. Uzdan Robotia made a fraudulent payment of $30 million to Tackalent, allegedly for 3G licenses. Finally, Uzdan Robita acquired 100% of the Uzbekistan advertising company Colorit, for which, which was controlled by Karamova. The SEC assessed a civil penalty of $100 million in applying the FCPA corporate enforcement factors. MTS did not voluntarily disclose the matter to the Department of Justice. MTS's cooperation and remediation were lacking because it was slow to provide information and evidence in response to DOJ requests, and MTS failed to discipline senior executives involved in the misconduct. The DOJ also noted a mitigating factor included the fact that the Uzbekistan government expropriated MTS's telecom assets in Uzbekistan, resulting in no realized pecuniary gain to the company's communications assets, telecommunications assets. As a result, the DOJ and MTS agreed that MTS would pay a total fine equal to 25% above the bottom of the U.S. sentencing federal uh, sentencing guidelines range. Under both the DPA and the order, MTS agreed to a corporate monitor. According to the order, the monitor is to be selected within 60 days and a person not unacceptable to the SEC and DOJ. Under the DOJ, the monitor's primary responsibility is to assess and monitor the company's compliance with the terms of the agreement. According to the SEC order, the monitors review and evaluate the effectiveness of the MTS policies, procedures, practices, internal controls, record-keeping, and financial records as they relate to MTS's current and ongoing compliance with the anti-bribery, books and records, and internal control provisions of the FCPA. If the monitor uncovers ongoing violations or other criminal conduct, the monitor is to report the findings if they possess 
possess a risk to public health, safety, or the environment, involve senior management of the company, involve an obstruction of justice, or otherwise pose a substantial risk of harm. Finally, the monitor is to certify compliance with the Department of Justice and SEC resolutions over a three-year term. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow for Episode 2, where I consider the bribery schemes involved in the case. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I hope you will join me for this special five-part exploration of the MTS-FCPA settlement. If you'd like more detail on the uh, settlement, I did a five-part blog post last week, which is also up and available for your consideration. Also, I linked to all of the resolution documents, so you can really take a deep dive into this. It's a fascinating case. I hope you will join me for the entire series. I know you will learn a lot from it. This is Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This special five-part podcast series, the MTS Foreign Corrupt Practices Enforcement Action, is a presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.